0: My name is Luna Casey and welcome to the New England Ghost Stories podcast where every other week we will explore the legends, myths and tales of hauntings in and around New England Whether you are a believer of things that go bump in the night or not we hope you enjoy these chilling tales of the supernatural Thomasine Tammy Younger lived in a small house on Fox Hill in the area of Gloucester known as Dogtown. It was the 1800s, and Tammy was not married. So she had other ways of making a living. She sometimes entertained buccaneers and lawless men. She made rum and butter and held card games and told fortunes. Tammy would also stand by the bridge along the road to Gloucester and stop carts of fish and corn. She would not let them pass until they paid her a toll. You see, people were afraid of Tammy Younger. They called her the Queen of the Witches. Whether she was a witch or not was irrelevant. As long as people were going to give her food, What did it matter what they thought of her? A special thank you goes out to my friend Lisa Patnot for introducing me to this unusual place. Dogtown is a Massachusetts ghost town between Gloucester and Rockport. It was once home to vagrants, wild dogs, witches, werewolves, and creepy dolls. Not to mention people who simply disappear it was once known as the, uh, the common settlement when it was established in 1693 according to legend dog town got its name from the dogs that women kept for protection and companionship while their husbands were away fighting the american revolution at its peak in the mid-1700s Dogtown was home to as many as 100 families But after the Revolution, when the harbors were once again safe, the town began to decline. People moved to larger towns, like Gloucester, where the fishing industry was once again starting to pick up. Their abandoned homes began filling with vagrants. Dogtown became inhabited by women who dressed like men, alleged witches, and former slaves. Tammy Younger was not the only one suspected of witchcraft during the 1700s. Other accused witches included Lucy George, Molly Stevens, Judy Rhines, Peg Wasson, and Molly Jacobs. It was Peg Wasson who was accused of flying around on a broomstick. One day she flew over a camp of soldiers. She was disguised as a black crow and not flying flying on her broomstick. The soldiers fired at the crow, but their bullets didn't seem to do any good. One of the soldiers removed a silver button from his sleeve and shot that at the crow. Now I've always heard that silver was for werewolves, but whatever. It was the silver button that finally took down the crow we don't know what happened to the crow after it was hit but according to the legend at the same time the crow was hit peg wasson fell down at home the doctor extracted an identical silver button from her leg besides witches and vagabonds early settlers of the area reported astounding numbers of wolves and wild dogs. Many of the dogs may have been those left behind when their owners deserted Dogtown for greener pastures. According to late folklorist Richard Cahill, the local Agawam Indians stated that their ancestors actually possessed heads like dogs, and that eating a special local plant could allow anyone to adopt the same canine features. When we return, we'll hear more creepy tales surrounding this popular hiking spot. How would you feel if you never had to go to the grocery store again? With Instacart, you don't have to. You can place an order online and have it delivered right to your door, in some areas, in as little as one hour. Did you forget that secret ingredient for the special dish you promised to bring to the family gathering? Or maybe you're sick in bed with a cold and you just ran out of cold medicine. Instacart can run to the store for you And deliver it right to your door. And if you go to newenglandghoststories.com or our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories and click on the Instacart link, your first order of $35 or more will be delivered free. What do you have to lose? Log on to our Facebook page at New England Ghost Stories or newenglandghoststories.com today and click on the Instacart link. You'll be glad you did. And now, back to our story. As more people left Dogtown in the care of the poorer, more eccentric folk, Roger Babson's ancestors had lived in Dogtown during its heyday, and he sought to make improvements to the town. Babson was a naturalist, historian, and philanthropist, who would later found Babson College. During the Great Depression in the 1930s, Babson hired out-of-work stonecutters to number the cellar holes left by the settlers. These numbered stones correspond to the names of their inhabitants listed on maps of the area. Babson also commissioned the stonecutters to carve inspirational sayings onto 36 boulders throughout the area. By 1839, the last of its residents had moved out. Today Dogtown is a rugged 3,000 acre park where visitors can see the village's abandoned cellar holes and hike the trails through the tangled forest. But this doesn't mean that Dogtown isn't still a creepy place. The old homestead foundations have been known to give way underfoot and many hikers claim to get disoriented in this area. Is this the reason that a large number of hikers have disappeared from the trails of Dogtown? Some hikers report seeing a woman dressed all in black walking through the woods. But when they chase after her, she disappears. A larger than usual black cat has also been spotted in the park. But like the woman in black, it also seems to disappear when approached. Visitors also describe an eerie silence in the park. The sounds of birds or small animals are missing. However, you may hear a distant cackle coming from deep inside the forest. The spirit of Abraham Wharf is also said to haunt the woods of Dogtown. Wharf was a successful sheep farmer in Dogtown, married a woman by the name of Mary Allen. He seemed to be living a happy life with his wife and children. However, one day, Abraham decided to end his own life by crawling under a rock and slitting his throat. As late as 1984, a large dog-like animal was spotted in the area. On March 21st, a dead deer was found that had been torn apart but not eaten. Later in 1984, on June 25th, murder came to Dogtown. Ann Natty was a schoolteacher who lived on the edge of Dogtown with her husband Eric and their dog. They often walked through the woods to visit friends and enjoy some fresh air. While walking her dog on this fateful day, Natty was beaten to death by Peter C. Hodgkins, Jr., a troubled man known for his odd behavior. He bashed her head in with a rock before dragging her deeper into the woods and leaving her in the mud. The creepiness factor has been upped in the last few years as tied-up baby dolls and stuffed animals have begun appearing in Dogtown. Whether it's the work of mischievous teenagers or someone more sinister is not known. While Dogtown is still a popular place for hiking, it may be best to visit during the daytime, and definitely not alone. Thank you for listening to New England Ghost Stories. New episodes are added every other Thursday. This episode of New England Ghost Stories was written and produced by L.B. Kirkwood. Music by Visislavs Dragunov. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to New England Ghost Stories on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at your favorite podcast directory. If you like our show, please leave us a five-star review. And if you have a story that you'd like to see covered in an upcoming podcast, please leave a comment on our website at newenglandghoststories.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Luna Casey.